Hello, and welcome to The Dive, presented by Ice Bass, because we're paying off our bet immediately. Neither, we both lost. Neither CLG or Team Liquid are going to represent us I that I won world. by not participating. That's true, actually. You're the only winner in this bet. Well, all the fans, too. All of us get to enjoy you guys. I'm cold already. I'm, yeah, I'm actually Because we're cold. just sitting here in the AC in, in our shorts and yeah. we're already cold. That's not a good sign. That's why I'm wearing a hoodie, though. I think <laughs> I might like, wrap myself well. up in, in a towel when I, when I have to go in because I think it's going to be really cold. It is going to be really Kobe's been cold. training for this. I've, Kobe takes I've, cold showers by choice. Yeah, I've been trying to train for it. You can't get cold water in LA in your shower though because the it's 110 it's degree weather the, is heating it's up just your... the temperature of the water in your pipes and yeah. it's like hmm, here's like 65 degree water <laughs> great um well before we get into the ice baths there yeah. are a couple serious topics that we want to I put in air quotes because it depends your definition of serious but uh, uh -huh. that we want to talk about before you guys are chattering teeth through these uh, so yep. the two big pieces of news that came out this week thus far were the Danny stepping down for Chicago speaker also uh, being released by TSM so I guess we can start with with the Danny one it said terminated his terminated. contract That's they, they tore it up aggressive. in front of him <laughs> terminated that oh my god my my login just got terminated as well. Yeah, it, it's always one week's time. It log automatically logs you out. <laughs> so it logs us out at the same time every... Um, so for, for Danny, I mean, it's it's tough, right? Like, it obviously, I think everyone could see that he was struggling a bit during playoffs. If you just looked at the player cams, if you saw his reactions after the game. Even in game. Even, yeah, even during the game. Um, but especially after they won, you know, and, and there was kind of the outpouring of emotion from him after they they qualified for world their final series um and and you could tell it was it was he was struggling right like he was he was having a hard time and, uh, whether and people have talked about about it before with him yeah. and different teammates and stuff as well so yeah yeah and and i know that he had some struggles after msi you know had, had felt that like you know people were all like kind of hating him and against him after that uh, which was really sad to see because you know na fans i do think really love danny and are, were really behind him um but it's it's a tough decision i'm sure for him, him to make you know this is what you've been working towards all year long and for him to to take make that decision that um hey like i you know i need to take a step back and and take a break for my mental health or, or take a break to, to really be able to recover i think that takes a, a lot of maturity to realize that like you actually need that um so i think you know i'm, I'm proud that he's able to do that like as, as a young man as like an 18 year old kid uh, i think that that's hard yeah it's extremely stressful to have uh, all the social media uh, impact of all these fans all the time constantly judging you and the pressures of this hyper competitive environment of being a pro player. Um, yeah. It was also the messaging was fairly brief about like the reasons. So like we're not a hundred percent sure it's fan or, or whatnot. Like it just said for his own mental health that yep. he's stepping back and it only said for Chicago weekend. Um, but I don't know if that will also go into the, the future. Mm. Um, because there's the, the positive spin to this is that by recognizing that he's struggling now, if you just keep forcing through, you don't get better. Yeah. Uh, and you're just going to spiral. And that would probably really hurt their world's chances as a team. Um, and so, like, the positive spin to this is either he recovers in time for worlds, though no pressure. I, I'm not expecting it, honestly, because it's hard yeah. to just bounce back. I, that's what I was out. thinking. I was thinking this probably will take some work. Yeah. So, like, probably not back for worlds. And then the plus side is with Kaori stepping in, he should hopefully get more time to practice because you've done this now and not later. And while that might hurt temporarily for the Chicago situation, at least like 
Mm. You're you're taking the steps to try and rectify the situation as best you can from here. Yeah. Um, so assuming that it is like there's just the social pressure and all that stuff getting to him, then this allows him to just kind of like step back before it gets even worse during worlds or whatever. Totally. And, and I mean, that's a good point. I hadn't really thought as much about the like, hey, like now versus later, because they have more time to practice with Gary, um, you know, for worlds potentially. Um, obviously, that's total speculation. We don't know if Danny needs a week off. We don't know if he needs, you know, a year off. We don't know, right? Um, you know, definitely a lot of respect to EG being able to to give him that time. Um, it's obviously a disappointing situation. I'm sure it's very disappointing for Danny. Uh, it's disappointing for EG fans. It's definitely going to be disappointing for his teammates. You know, they all want to win. They all work for it as well. Um, but, you know, if, if you're not in that right mental state, you're not going to be helping your team anyway, right? And I think we could all see that Danny wasn't playing as well in playoffs versus regular season where he was really dominating. So, I mean, it's 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 like not a good thing, but it's a good thing given the circumstances, right? It's good that he's actually taking care of himself. And, and I think that that's something that we want to be be like happy with and supportive of in esports and it's just in general people taking care of their mental health even if it does mean hey like taking a step back and and you know having some cost to that yeah 100 percent. yeah i mean people might not remember the ole situation from msi like two and a half years ago three years ago now i yeah. remember when that was uh but like he couldn't take it and had to stop in the middle of a competition and this is obviously better than that so like the earlier you can recognize that like i'm going downhill and i need i need something to stop that like do it, do it when you recognize it. And also, I mean, respect him for, for staying in as long as he did. Because, I mean, this is this is obviously speculation, but just like, you know, it didn't look like he was he was having a great time during playoffs in general, um, you know, and did stay with the team and, and help them to qualify for Worlds. And, um, you know, Peter Peter Dunn and him had like a moment on stage after where he came out and kind of like shook his hand and gave him, gave him like a bit of a hug or whatever yeah. after their series, right? Um, and to me, that was kind of like significant um because yeah you could, you could tell like it had been really hard and you know when i saw danny in tears it, it kind of to me spoke a lot of just relief right of feeling like hey like and and maybe that's you know was his goal like he wanted to make sure his team could qualify and and then you know take some take a step back or, or whatever but um you know I'm, I'm hopeful that eg can perform for for the players and for, and for the fans uh without danny and that you know carry can can make the most of of the opportunity of course it is gonna be a big blow for them right like um, in playoffs, less so, but in the regular season, for sure, and MSI, for sure, and spring season when they won their championship, for sure, it was like a team that was largely built around the feed the Danny, right? You know, yeah. get him, get him stacked up as much as you possibly can. This guy's an absolute monster team fighter, and they are going to be without that. Yeah, I don't want to go too far into the recap because we'll be doing that later, but yep. they obviously also changed that play style in yep. playoffs where Danny was more of an afterthought in how they played the game, which at least shows that the team has some adaptability and can play other other ways and whatnot. Um, and Kaori is supposed to be one of the best Academy 80 carries. So at least you have a good backup ready to go. And it's not someone who's young and hasn't had experience. He's, yeah. a, he's a TCL player. <clears throat> he's, he's, he's been around a little bit. As far, yeah, as far as the situation that this leaves Evil Geniuses in and, and how they progress forward, you know, through not only this weekend, but, um, you know, looking, looking at Worlds as well. At least it is not a situation where you're like, evil geniuses, oh no, it's one of these teams that doesn't care about Academy at all and doesn't invest <laughs> at all and build up and ha and they're left with like, you know, the bottom bo of the barrel, you know, AD carries Some coming like in to fill in. And a coach coming they're in. They're calling me up. <laughs> or yeah, or exactly. You've got like the coach, the positional coach or something subbing in. Harry was, you know, Okay, Team Liquid Academy's bottom lane is the best bottom lane in the league yeah. for sure. So Jan and Ayla is is uncontested, but 
um, you know, the Evil Geniuses program was one of the programs that was right up there, you know, with them, you know, near the top with with the Cloud9, with the 100 Thieves, um, with the Team Liquid, you know, one of the, the organizations that's investing very heavily in it. And and trying to build him up. So uh, and he, I also know he's been spinning a bunch of champions. Q. He's one of the players I see in there a whole bunch uh, as well. So he he also has that work ethic. Um, and like you said, whenever you have one of the, a situation like this, it does you know it does suck that this situation came up. But then it is an opportunity for the for the other player you know yep. to step up. This is a very big opportunity for him. Absolutely. I mean, not to I first EG fans obviously going to be sad that Danny's gone, but like. In sports, sometimes there's that moment where like the sub comes in and just crushes it. Like everyone thinks back to the turtle the Tom, days. Well, I was thinking you were gonna say like Tom Brady. <laughs> well, I was gonna mention Tom Brady, but I'm like, how many people know Tom Brady through Bloodstone <laughs> story? So let's go with Turtle stepping in for Chaos when that happened. There was also <laughs> Tactical coming in for Double Lift. Actually, yeah. um, I know Tactical is not falling out of community favor or whatnot, but when he came in, they were actually really good. They went 15 and three the next split. Yeah, I believe it was. So like, you people are hungry, and when they get these opportunities, sometimes they don't want to let them go. Absolutely. I mean, you know, if, if he can come in and, and really perform, it's not necessarily that he's going to take Danny's spot or whatever, but like you can prove that you should be in the LCS. And yeah. that's a really exciting opportunity. I also think glass half full, if you have to have someone swap out, ADC, I feel like, is the most plug and play role. I don't know if you guys actually agree with that take, but that's yeah, you my can tell them what to do. You just say, hey, come to this team fight. We'll protect you. Play off your instincts. Exactly. You know, AD carry is the only other one is if Solo's coming in for your top. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's that not the just role slap him the in player. there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's like the you know the meme where they're just like slapping the tape on the water. It's yeah, Solo. Slap, <laughs> slap Solo on it. It plugs that hole up. You're going to playoffs. Top lane's leaking. Yeah. Slap Solo, solo. in. The <laughs> um, but no. I mean, I, I think that in general, it's it's rare that a team has um, like an ADC who's like a shot caller or anything like that. They're generally clicking minions and then later they're clicking heads, right? It's like, you know, this is this kind of like mechanics-based role. Um, it's going to be more plug and play. I'd also say, you know, uh, I can't remember, maybe it was you, Mark, mentioning just like that EG kind of changed away a bit from like the feed the Danny in, in playoffs. And when I heard this, my immediate thought was, okay, maybe we're going to get more of just like, Vulcan Bard style games. Like, I'm not saying he's going to pick Bard every game, but like roaming, roaming yeah. right? You know, like focus on roaming. Um, JoJo was a monster, I think, in playoffs and, and really a big reason that they were even able to scrape by in a lot of close series. Um, so maybe it is going to be more of a focus on, you know, carry or like fighter tops or whatever for impact and, uh, and you know, put JoJo in good matchups and Vulcan roams around the map and tries to kind of play with Inspired. And then you have, you know, Kyori either playing something like a little bit more weak side or something a bit more utility based, right? Um, and I, I think that that sort of play style could definitely work for them. Yeah. We're going to have to get confirmation on how you say it as well. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm I heard, sure. I'm pretty sure it's like. Cowrie. Cowrie. Yeah, I'm said, pretty sure it's oh. Cowrie. I say Cowrie at the beginning. Oh, and then okay. I just like flubbed it. And, <laughs> I, I, and then I you, fed that to you. Yeah. I, I saw you, you guys kept going with it. And I was like. Cowrie. Okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Cowrie, but I could be wrong. I'm not certain. I, not, I didn't hard correct you because I'm like, I, I don't really know. <laughs> no, I'm, pretty sure I'm I willing to take the L on this one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I misspoke and baited I based it completely off of Mark. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I was not sure. It's the blind following the blind. Yeah. Got it. Exactly. I'm a <laughs> well, sheeple. Hold on. Let say? me see if I'm on the thing right now. Let me see if it'll play me the audio. All right. Well, you dig that up. Unless there's anything else to say here, we can begin slowly transitioning to Speaker. Speaker. Released for TSM. The the funniest one was the freed speaker. Did you see that? No. <laughs> you know how people... Cowrie. Cowrie. 
Yeah. Cowrie. 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 Okay. There's a bit of a there we go. Cowrie. Cowrie. Yeah, yeah. Um, Close enough. <laughs> we, we got there eventually. Yeah. Spica freed from TSM as people were spamming. Uh, <laughs> let, let go. Uh, there's a little bit of speculation on exactly what happened here because... Uh, his contact I saw a screenshot of a Discord message. There's some, posted. there's some Discord messages. We don't, we can't verify the authenticity of said messages. Uh, there was Dom uh, from TSM came out and said that they couldn't come to terms uh, uh, financially. Was the biggest sticking point. It sounded like what was in the Discord message. I didn't see that. <laughs> I mean, the, the Discord message is a screenshot of uh, Speaker saying they offered me 100k more than my current salary. Uh, okay, okay, okay. But as Mark said, we can't verify. Yeah, you don't know if he's this at a Photoshop job. Is that Photoshop job? Although we don't know what. Yeah. And they're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Who can say? Um, so anyways, that was surprising. They got released now because the contract should have been good. Uh, I think for another month. Most most contracts yeah. run through November, yeah. basically. Um, so he got released early. And presumably it was like. Lose a month's salary. Probably because you can I think it was full year too. So I, I'm probably it's probably two months. Yeah. So so either way, like the uh, most of the time you can allow your players to talk to other orgs if you wanted to let them during that time and it not be poaching. It's only poaching if you don't want them talking to other orgs. Uh, so orgs have to go through your management to talk to him. The fact that they just straight up released him um, seems pretty unlikely that uh, he's coming back to TSM, though. They said never say never, but. Mm-hmm. It's unlikely. Never. It, it made <laughs> it made a lot of people think. All right, what is going on with TSM next year and with TSM's budget specifically? You know, the, it's a huge conversation right now, considering the failure of Team Liquid to you know hit top three in the yep. LCS, um, and it well is just kind of bleeding over into the TSM discussion now because the speaking news just broke so quickly, uh, and it does feel like one of those like release. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, breaking free situations, and you got to think with, you know, what's the speculation on TSM? Like, where where yeah. do you see them going? Well, I mean, it's it's interesting, right? Because to me, I wasn't surprised that he was like not on the team anymore. Speaker yeah. won MVP last year, right? Um, you know, is considered like a, a really high level player. People, I think, have cooled on a little bit because he was on a bad team this year, right? Mm. So people aren't talking about it as much. Uh, so it's like if you're if you're an MVP quality player and you believe that that's how good you are, that's your level. You want to be winning titles. You don't want to be playing for like, oh, you hey, good job, bag. you got top six, you beat one team in playoffs, right? Like, mm-hmm. and yeah, you want to be compensated for it too. Fair enough. Uh, esports esports careers aren't necessarily very long. If other people are getting paid way more than you and you feel like you're at the top of the league. Get that bag. Yeah. Um, but I, I think unless TSM was going to make like a big swing on like, hey, like Spica, we're going to bring in these guys and this guy and that guy and we're going to go for the title. I probably wouldn't want to stay there either. The only thing that is kind of the X factor here for me and that this makes me wonder is that the teams that are kind of above them, the top teams that we feel like are competing for the title, all have really good junglers, right? Hunter Thieves has Closer. C9 has Blabber. Inspired is amazing on EG. TL has Santorin. Now, if, if there's roster changes and some people are leaving and stuff and a slot opens up, then maybe you can, you can kind of see that. But otherwise, I'm like... Is any other team besides those teams really going to be competing for the title? You know that that he could potentially go to. So that, that's why is probably the most likely. Steve gets a little twinkle in his eye whenever he sees a, a, a shiny new toy. <laughs> but again, I'm assuming Team Liquid, with failing to make Worlds and failing to get top three in LCS, that I would assume hurts your budget for next year. The conversations. Um, you know, everyone always loves memeing on Team Liquid and this like endless flow of money. 
I don't think that's going to be an endless flow anymore. Especially with Worlds being in NA this year. I think that's supposedly yeah. why a lot of teams went extra hard and to yeah. miss this year. You, you, I would expect a pullback um, a little bit. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm just excited for Spika to see where he goes from here. It, yeah. it sucks for TSM fans because it felt like he was their franchise player at this point after Beard left. And um, I think there's very little of old TSM and it's kind of been trending that way for a while in terms of like, well, Beerg left and Lena and Parth left and management's been turned double over. Lift left. Double lift left. Most of the players have turned over. Speaker was kind of like the bridge that with him gone, it's a big question of where you go. I do think Chime's really good. I hope he sticks around. Uh, he had a pretty good playoff run. He won player of the series one time. Mm-hmm. Um, Solo, I think also. When he got barred. <laughs> when he got barred. <laughs> then they didn't get barred anymore. Um, but like, I think Solo as well looked pretty good. Like there's, Still pieces yeah. around for TSM, I liked, but... Uh, Spika tweeted, Solo deserves a team as well. <laughs> yeah. Another one out there, so he's got his back. Yeah, this is... this is that's, That would be the, like... I, I talked to two players who were both telling me that, hey, they think Solo is, like, much better teammate now than he had been in the past, and, yeah. and like, he's performing well and stuff, so I, I think Solo should for sure have an LCS team. Um, but, yeah, like, e- even if you do have some good pieces, you've kind of lost most of, like, what people associate with TSM. Like, who is the face of, of that team now right is it maple like you know what i mean it, it kind of feels is maple sticking around even is you maple know, like, still going to be there is tactical still going to be there right like who, who's going to be there so uh, definitely a lot of questions there but i'm i'm excited to see where speaker goes uh i know in the past he had an interview where he talked about like wanting to go to lpl and stuff and maybe in the future so i know a lot of people were talking about that and like saying oh well rookie if, if none of the top teams actually have have jungler slots open is he going to go to lpl right so who knows uh, it'll be interesting to see what what actually happens with him but uh and a export woohoo no <laughs> why are you cheering that we need it we already it's had cool. court jj and a export ding toss yeah, ad yeah, carry true. born and raised you true, know true. goes goes to this minor region of the lck <laughs> yeah. helps him win a world's championship yeah, yeah, you know true. comes back to the big leagues <laughs> actually the na exports are just really concentrated power yeah you know, very successful yeah we just really <laughs> focus it on, on yeah. those, those few there's not many but the ones are, that we do export Qual- quality good. not fun yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah exactly all righty other last piece of big news champions q is coming back for worlds baby so people were always at this is one of the most common questions i got on stream uh as people like oh what are are they gonna do it for for worlds that'd be so cool and i was like yeah the only problem they'll have to solve is that we're moving large distances for worlds uh a lot of other countries you know it's not a problem you know moving around korea or something you're like all right the internet is great and the difference in ping is maybe one yeah (laughs) from from you know busan to seoul or something like that um but with us having the east coast stops and west coast stops you're gonna have to move the servers turns out that isn't as hard as i thought it was gonna be uh and they're like yeah no problem we're just gonna move the servers with each stop and champions queue will be open to uh, all the teams coming to compete for Worlds, uh, the people who are currently in it, um, they were kind of ambiguous about what content creators, but they said some content creators for streaming and, for stuff. Streaming and stuff. Tyler won. And there's going to be some, uh, <laughs> some uh, limitation on those spots, of course, because it's limited uh, by the spectator slots for, for each game. Uh, and so they're unsure about that. But I'm just uh, excited that it is actually going to be used. This is what we're going to yeah. have for Worlds practice because this is going to be just so fun to track. It's going to be 
hyper-focused competition, you know, uh, you know, on low ping practice tool where, where everybody is condensed and it's going to bleed over and help even our players that didn't qualify for worlds. Yep. You know, the, the, I saw Dokla is one of the most stoked. He was like, yes, the off season is saved. You know, all these players that are like, Oh no, we didn't get to make it. At least they're going to have a really cool competitive opportunity. This is the Kobe saying in the like, look at all the, the competition and the improvement. I'm like, look at all the memes that are going to come from this. I am <laughs> so stoked to just watch like the, the RJS versus Faker that they put in the very Literally bottom. in the article. <laughs> yeah, in the article, dude. Yeah. Like, one, this is just a huge dub because other pros, when asked about Champions Q at the start of the year, I remember like seeing it talked about in, I forget it was LCK or LPL. Some of those pros were asked about and they were like, oh, Champions Q seems cool. Like other regions were looking at it. Yeah. Now they'll get to experience it. We'll have all these memes going down. I want to. I want you to do a stream where like you turn nameplates off and like someone loads the game for you, so you don't know <laughs> yeah, if it's yeah, RJS yeah, or yeah. Baker. Oh yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah, There's yeah. so much potential for just amazing <laughs> content going forward with this. Yeah, that's really funny. I'm I, I'm so excited for it. I mean, I, I literally started streaming because I wanted to stream Champions Q and I didn't realize it ended for playoffs. So I like got my new computer and I was like, all right, time to stream Champions Q. And everyone was like, it's over, bro. And I was like, no. So I'm actually so happy that um, we are going to be able to do it. It'll be fun to, to do some cast together and stuff yeah. and, and, and spectate a lot of the games. I mean, tracking, tracking the pros is always already a lot of fun. I think this will just be like an amped up version of that. Yeah, because uh, every game is going to have, you know, all pros. Every game is a banger. Every game is a banger. <laughs> Everyone follow Kobe's Twitch you channel, Azale's Twitch channel. You know, someone, someone tweeted at me and they were like, Kobe, stop saying banger. I don't know why everyone is calling these games bangers. Bangers actually means it's bad, like an old busted car. It doesn't mean something that's good. And I was like, <sighs> Language evolves. It's one of those moments. <laughs> bangers are actually potatoes, isn't it? Aren't they? Bangers yeah, are bangers. Oh, no, they're, they're, sausages. they're sausages. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why yeah, do you keep yeah. talking about sausages, Kobe? You're weird. Yeah, yeah exactly. This game is an absolute sausage. <laughs> this game is just... That's actually going to go full, like the evolution is to just start calling things sausages when they're good. <laughs> this game is so oily. Oh. That's a fat sausage game. <laughs> Excuse me, Mark. <laughs> All right, let's get into the ice baths. Oh, this is enough of this. Okay. I think Mark's going to have to join us in the ice bath. No, no, no. no. Yeah, <laughs> All right, so how are we doing these ice baths? So to reca recap the actual bet, if you guys didn't remember the actual bet. So <sighs> Kobe bet that CLG would make worlds. If CLG didn't make worlds, he had to do a five-minute ice bath. I bet I thought TL would make worlds. They didn't make worlds either. So I also have to do a five minute ice bath here. That's correct. I'm not looking forward to it at all. I'm actually kind of scared because while I have been looking, you know, looking forward to it, and this is the kind of the reason why I was like, oh yeah, we should definitely do the ice bath bet because like I've been trying to do cold exposure. Um, I, like I said, I haven't been able to get water this cold <laughs> in LA <laughs> without an actual ice bath. So let's get it in here. Let's prep it. All right, we'll be right back with the ice bath. Welcome back. This is my punishment for having faith. I don't know if this is getting picked up by the microphone. I don't think it is. Kobe said, mic. welcome back. This is his punishment for uh, having faith. So here we go. I have five minutes on the clock as soon as his foot touches water. <laughs> it's 48 degrees. It's 48 degrees, which is a little colder than recommended, but he'll be okay. <laughs> oh, my God. He's podcast <laughs> podcast listeners. Oh! <laughs> All right, timer started. You're good. Oh! Oh! All right, we got a microphone for Kobe James, here. I one thing though, I made fun of James because he did not go all the way down when he was in there. So I'm gonna go all the way down. 
I'm not doing that. I'm just oh. standing. <laughs> Five minutes is insane, actually. Oh, this is actually insane. You're 20, you're 20 seconds down. You're doing great. <laughs> it's not enough room to go deeper. You just stand. Just stand, Kobe. Stand and hold the mic. Uh, no. We can't do five minutes. We got to do three minutes or some shit. Let's go. You'll adjust. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. You just got to adjust. It's so fucking cold. Oh, I, no. I, I'm actually frozen. You better laugh now, motherfucker. You fucking better laugh now. I do enjoy this because I have to do this next. It's 47. It's going down still. The, it's 47. That's, it's still, it's, it's not even accurate. For cold exposure, they usually use like 52 to 55. All right, Teal, how are you feeling about that CLG faith right now? Teal versus CLG. Uh, Five game series. I never doubted them. They should have won. Why did they throw it? It was actually so troll. They could have won game three or five. They won first two games. I, you should have doubted them. That's I the problem. I, actually, I thought I actually had it. They won the first two games so easily. Oh. How are you feeling about not, not banning Zillion in game five against Bjergsen? Ah! <laughs> You're doing great. A minute and a half down. The Galio pick. Oh my god! It's they started out with such good drafts too, though. The Galio pick early on. Oh my god! I, I loved it to, to counter the the early vibes, the counter engage. Yeah, so smart, so smart. CLG. Yeah, yeah, so smart. Then they had to go with the Akali Yone the signature. Ah, so I'll, I'll back I'll back Kobe up. Is that like people always talk about comfort? You know, is like a good fallback in late game, like high pressure situations. But this is the downside of comfort when right. you when you yeah you're zen, zen dude you're zen. Okay, you can you just give him the mic the and then you can sit down. So you are can you, be heard are you ready too. to grab the mic from me? Let's unscuff the audio as much as possible here. Podcast listeners, you better watch this one on YouTube. It's probably gonna yeah. be a little weird. Uh, I was Kobe's just zen now. Now he's chilling. That's I think what that you, means you that he's lost feeling in his the, legs. The first minute is <laughs> agony, and then you just accept your existence. Nope. You're, you're, half, nope. you're halfway there. Shut you're halfway up. there. You're crushing it, you dude. Don't, you don't know anything. I got the hair blower ready for you as soon as you You don't done. know anything. Um, you don't understand us. Yeah. This this was this was also the series where it was kind of the development of the Jinx pick, I think, from Hansama, right? In Missouri. Yeah. Um, oh, being, yeah. That'll come back to bite him in the ass. <laughs> we know the future. We, yeah. The goddamn Jinx. The, it, it allowed for the next series, the Jinx, to get targeted. They were picking Gangplank and, and Jarvin and all that shit all over the place. CLG were the test subjects. Yep. Yep. They we led the way. Because of our failure, it led to your failure. You had to well, show too much versus CLG. Uh, the, the thing is, too, Bjergsen basically became Palafox in that series, <laughs> where he started playing Akali, he played Talia, and he played yep. Galio. So he just tried to be Palafox. Palafox got in Bjergsen's head and mind controlled him. Oh, true. Why did he copy the person that lost the series? <laughs> I don't know. That he wasn't did. a good idea, well, was he, it? Bjergsen tried to play Silas into Palafox in the beginning of the series. That's how we won the first two games, I feel like, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's still going down this is actually insane hey but think of the bright side azale's gonna get in when it's colder well That's i'm horrible. warming it up right now perfect so, but keep warming what, Kobe. What, the temperature is not getting colder the the this, thermometer well, <laughs> exactly I, it depends. It's, I don't it's <laughs> catching up you want to know i don't understand thermodynamics so maybe the ice melting releases colder water and the because doesn't it doesn't okay, it's it's colder. 45? Doesn't ocean doesn't doesn't ocean temperature go down <laughs> as the icebergs degrees. melt? It's gonna be cold. It was colder I'm than pretty sure global warming. I've warming this bullshit up. Global <laughs> warming the drops the temperature. You're one minute left, dude. You're crushing uh, this. Good job, Kobe. I'm proud of you. I've also, I, well, I try, I started meditating at the beginning of quarantine. You know, beginning of COVID yeah, when we had actual quarantine, but I stopped with it. 
I should have kept going. You should have kept going. It would have helped. You would have crushed this. You definitely brought out the, like, releasing the emotion that you've been very vocal in there. (laughs) (laughs) I I can feel it. I can feel it like my spinal cord is getting cold. I can feel it. That doesn't sound good. It's 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 because your blood gets cold. It'll it'll actually, like, if you ever get, like, a brain freeze, I'm pretty sure that's actually, people always say, like, roof of your mouth thing, but I'm pretty sure it's... still going down. Oh my god. Oh wait, we got the camera here. Kobe yeah. Kobe was very clear that it shouldn't be below 50 for cold exposure. <laughs> and now it's 40 something. It's 45. It's very cold. I think we're it's 44. We hit a new record, baby. <laughs> well, fortunately, you're at I see it. 12, 11, 10, 2. One. All right, get out of there, Kobe. Oh. All right, we'll get a we'll get a moment of Kobe uh, here, and then we'll eventually have to swap his ale in. Yeah, yeah, Kobe's Kobe's gonna dry off, so we're gonna let Kobe dry off. I think we'll have to touch back on uh, on this series. I don't know if this is horrible for audio listeners on the on podcast. <laughs> I'm sure it is, Mark. That's a terrible idea. Let's I'm turn hoping. on a, a lot. <laughs> I think it's far enough away from the microphones. All right. Well, we're going to let Kobe dry off. Uh, we'll be back in a second with Azale jumping in the hot tub to break down the hot tub. Uh, the hot we're tub to break down EG versus TSM. All righty. We're back with Azale's turn to hop into oh, the hot tub. Enjoy, my friend. All right. I'll start the timer. Try to separate it in here. That's right. what you get for believing in Team Liquid. Oh, that's really cool. All right, timer's, <laughs> timer's going. He's got the mic. Oh, okay. That's actually horrible. You get to yeah. feel that numb oh. set in. Oh, gosh. Remember, you get, get down the, there. Get no. down there. Squish it. You do what you got to oh. do to survive. <laughs> I thought you were exaggerating. This is terrible. <laughs> oh, my God. It's really it shocking, hurts. isn't it? You're it like, really hurts. It's like your legs are going like, to fall off or something. No. <laughs> Don't this worry. They do. really horrible. They stay on. You just have to make oh. it for like a minute and a half and the numbing will kick in. So, you're 30 seconds why, in, buddy. Uh, tell us why Team Liquid did not make Worlds, Azale. Uh, why did this trolling. Why did the super team fail? I don't know. Is it Gilhoto? Is it Why did they pick Galio? <laughs> Is that a beer They should have done that. CLG picked Galio versus Team Liquid uh, and they won in the same matchup. They Galio Silas. <laughs> Just blind it. It works every time. Well, isn't that the only champion first, he plays? First pick. Yeah. What about what about Bwipo? You have any? Are you mad at Bwipo at oh. all, or, or Hans, or Core? Oh God, I can't think. I can see. I can see some blood vessels like come into the surface of your <laughs> your skull right yeah, now. Yeah, this is terrible. <laughs> this is truly so, horrible. What about the, the Jinx? You know, this Jinx that came oh. up in the CLG series. Yeah, we're talking about Jinx a little Hans bit. Hansama Jinx. You know, the Jinx was all right. It's what famous. Yeah, I think the drinks wasn't that bad. They got first blood in like oh what four God. out of five games bottom or something. Yeah. What about their macro? Did you? Uh, what are, there were any macro plays that like? Oh, stood did out? they do any macro plays? <laughs> I guess that, that might be the problem. Yeah, they were all micro plays. I feel like they didn't. Bit. I feel like that might be the issue here. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I, I think that's the, it was very reminiscent to their whole summer How form. How did you get Zen? <laughs> this doesn't get better. I can still you gotta feel start the pain. meditating. You gotta start meditating. Maybe you didn't get low enough. That oh was the my problem. God. You can't get into a Zen state if more than sixty percent is above. To amputate. I don't want to give up anything lower. That, I was. I was thinking. I was like, it's it's such a difference because your top of your body is just out of it. Your legs actually feel like they're just oh. gonna fall off or something. Yeah. At least your your your, your core <laughs> organs aren't going through it. You know. At least like your oh lungs and your stomach. I really. 
want to do like full full Why? bath now. You're sick. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do this? You're willingly? gonna feel great when no, you get I'm out. No, I'm not. <laughs> when look, you I get out, Kobe, you. look alive right now. Kobe, how do you feel? He's just enjoying yeah, my pain. I this has great. nothing to do with him having done this earlier. <laughs> would you do, do you prefer going first or second now? Because Kobe's been through it and he can know what you're going through, whereas you didn't know when you were watching the first time. Both are terrible. He was laughing his ass off. He was. He thought it was, he thought that it was really funny he earlier. Thought, he thought that shit was funny. It's not funny anymore. <laughs> oh my god. I lost a lot of bets, but I'm glad oh. that this is the one that I managed to this sit out on. This is the worst bet. I want to re- I got scammed. I want to do what I was realizing. I want to do more ice bath bets, but we need a bigger ice bath. We need like a one that we can all you get in. Bet CLG, you know? <laughs> yeah. They beat them. I feel like, you know, they, I, they, I shouldn't they have fucking bet them all right. I shouldn't have as long of a bath. <laughs> He's right. He was a step closer to qualifying. You, you, you were, were you either you qualify, five minutes away. I was like 30 seconds don't. away. You qualify. I was one or game away, don't. Mark. No, dude, that's that's how I was one I, game away. This is what I do when I go to Vegas. We were also one game away. You were one game away from being three games away. <laughs> it's not the same. That's when I go to Vegas and I'm over on blackjack, I'm like, I was only one over. You were four to my yeah, I shouldn't lose as much. <laughs> Yeah, you can't, you can't get your money back. Yeah, I don't feel my legs anymore. So now it's it's like you're okay. You're feeling a little better. Now, now it's horrible, but for other reasons. Like, am I ever gonna feel my legs again? Does <laughs> yeah, that yeah, come yeah, back? Yeah, yeah they're, well, they're good. They're good. You'll Woo! find out in a minute and fifteen seconds if they come back. Oh, the first thirty seconds is for sure the worst. Yeah. I felt like which, I was like the shock. The which, first thirty which seconds felt like five failure minutes. failure hurt you the most? Oh man. <laughs> I feel like actually what hurt me the most uh, was Santorin not making it. Yeah, he looked so he, sad, he after. Was sad after. He also I was played the best. He yeah, played he deserved so well. It. He, he deserved, deserved it. Win. I, I was actually really, uh, I was like happy for EG when they won. I was like, that's cool. You know, good for them. And then as soon as I saw Santorin's yeah. face, I was like, now I'm not happy anymore. <laughs> now I'm just sad. <laughs> because Santorin's such a nice guy. Yeah. Like it's impossible to root against him. And he played so well. And he's been trying to win a championship in NA forever. I feel like more than anything, TLS Santorin down. Yeah, he, they did. TLS Santorin for Santorin. <laughs> uh, I'm running out of things to talk about because I'm just. What about the EG side? Are you, are you like? Do you at least like look at? You're running out of things to talk well, about. We're the, the hell, Mark? Doing the 20 ice seconds. Bath. We got 20 you seconds. You don't even have a hard job. Yeah, you don't sit didn't here. Do shit. You it feels suck, good. Mark? Let me tell you, it feels what good to just not, not this to is do. This what it. happens when we go on How ice bath. How is this idiot running out of things to say? Yeah, what the fuck. You got paid for this? Mark, what do you, what do you think? Three, was the- two, <laughs> one. You're done. Get out. Ah! Oh. Careful. This is the only hard oh. part. Your legs aren't going to work. I don't feel my feet at all. They're not going to work that way. All well. right. Thanks, Isaiah. Oh. We'll be back in a second with uh, some more of EG versus TL. And we're back. Bets have been paid. Bets have been Easy. paid. Painfully. Isaiah's got permanent damage, though. I think so. <laughs> I actually, so when I was in it, it just hurt. Now I'm actually so cold. I'm just getting continuously colder. <laughs> I feel great now. I feel fine. <laughs> Leave in the comments down below what's happening to Isaiah's body right now. Yeah. It's shutting down, I think. We're using you for engagements. <laughs> <laughs> just think how many clicks we'll get when I die on the episode. <laughs> Watch I your man freeze. <laughs> you'll just lose your legs, though. I don't think you're going to die. Okay. You'll be fine. Yeah, you still have hands. You can play games. It's no big deal, though. There's no legs. Yeah. You don't even really fine. need those. You know, yeah. Okay, if you're playing like fine. a Dave and Buster's <laughs> driving game, you're good, dude. <laughs> Yeah, you don't need them for anything else. No. Just David Buster's driving <laughs> yep. games. That's the entire purpose of legs, Mark. I haven't used them for anything else <laughs> in years. All right, let's get back to EGTL because that was a 
Maybe not the cleanest breakdown of a series we've ever had. I don't even know you what watch about. your goddamn mouth. Also, it's your fault. That's yeah, that's on you. <laughs> well, let's recover then. Talk to EG side because we talked about Team Liquid. Did we? We yelled about a little bit. We yelled about Galio. We yelled about everything, but but basically Santorin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, EG JoJo was pretty good. I, I he saved the series a couple times for them. He had some monster performances. He had some ones that he admitted as well in an interview that he he <clears> dropped <throat> the ball on a little bit, like his victor. His first Victor game, he was really far ahead, and then he died under turret because uh, he got. Also, the the team fight at, at the bottom tribrush mm. when he was on Victor, and oh, yeah. he kind of and he walks up to kill to the to the GA Jinx yeah, and yeah. just dies there by getting shoved, getting exhaust shoved, uh, seismic shoved. Yeah, he he definitely that yeah. was that was a bit of a blunder. Yeah, he got yeah. changed CC there. That that I was actually I remember thinking that like that was the whole game was that one fight because I actually thought they were gonna win because they got the early kill on Hans mm. popped his GA and then super fat victors on top of him he gets like seismic shove and then was it like Alistar combo or Orin knocked up I knew there was like a nut there was like he just got changed yeah. CC 100 to zero um but overall like if if I'm recalling correctly I felt like in all the wins Jojo was super good right yeah, I think like, he, he got had the monster the zero game yeah. right um, let me pull it up so I'm I'm not just like he had a, he had a really good uh, the last game was his Silas game Silas which was game? super super good the Zier game where he was game one right? ahead yeah. was yeah game one against the Bjergsen Collie where he like flame horizoned him and was like deathless and stuff that game was amazing and then they won game was four it? they smurfed all over them but that was also the Vulcan Bard game which got more attention yeah, yeah. Vulcan had a pretty good series too Vulcan had, really Vulcan had series. amazing series. Those that was my those were my two votes I was debating between Same. because Vulcan's Bard game and the Rakan game. Oh yeah, both the 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 last two to cl- to clutch it was so big. His his Rakan engages like, and that's not even super popular pick right now. You know, I felt like throughout all of playoffs, Vulcan was actually really really good because uh, I, I remember back to the previous series against CSM as well. Where I felt like in a number of games they were kind of outscaled and they had to do these like you know flanks and pincers <laughs> to even keep the games close. And so many times Vulcan was finding these really good angles where he wasn't spotted and he's coming in from different angles and like finding really good engages. Uh, he had a great series. He had a really really great series. But yeah, Jojo I think was pretty insane throughout playoffs. Um, you know, even thinking back to the game TSM five TSM one yeah. where it was like how do they win this game? And then Jojo like spellbook smite steal soul was finding so many never moves like the the Hole yeah. on on Swain. Um, he had a really good playoffs overall. I thought he was pretty incredible. I thought Inspired definitely played down from his normal level. I don't think he was like horrible by any means, but he like to me he was by far like the the like MVP you know of the regular season. And I didn't think he played like amazing in playoffs or anything. I felt like their standout players were probably JoJo and Vulcan. Yeah, I think uh, Danny like we talked about obviously had a off weekend because he was going through it mentally fatigued uh and the team like i said kind of had to adjust to that because we did some stats that we showed where every like the 80 carrier roll across playoffs has gotten more farm is doing more damage like it's become a bot lane centric meta and while the general trend is all 80 carries doing more danny's actually doing less than his regular season self and they're just not playing around him like you said you can just see that they don't go bot to protect him the way they used to and stuff like that um so I guess that's the optimistic angle is like they're not playing well. Like I don't think EG is playing up to their own standard right now because of all the stuff that they're yeah. going through. I mean, he lost confidence, you know? And yeah. so it, when that happens, like the team is going to have to adjust and play differently and not is also going to lose confidence, you know, in that position. And like you're saying, as far as the meta right now, 
so much is around team fights. And when that happens, you need your AD carries to be pumping out damage in these team fights. Um, so yeah, definitely, definitely curious to see how this this little twist at the end of playoffs shakes things up. I'm so excited. So Danny during uh regular season was like doing 798 DPM was his average, right? So this is what I will say. And I was annoyed by this. I saw a lot of takes I thought were garbage about like, oh yeah, Danny was never good this year. And I'm like, you were trolling. Danny was so good throughout regular season. Yeah. Um, and I feel like there's a lot of like revisionist history always happens with yeah. awards when someone doesn't do as well in playoffs. People are like, well, they were always shit. I always knew it. And I'm like, no, nope, <laughs> you didn't, because you're wrong. Like, oh, yeah. um, so like his DPM dropped a lot. He still did 638 on average, which like isn't bad. He did more average DPM than Berserker for what it's worth, right? Um, wasn't nearly at the, at the top, but like he was far and away number one in the regular season, and so it's it's a very different look. For My favorite is actually when people do that exact same thing, but with items, you know, on patches, oh and they'll say God. it before the item or the champion was even buffed and it was good. So they're they're just objectively wrong. You know, they're like, oh yeah, I knew X Champion was so good. I've been playing that for three months. I'm like, that was two patches before it got buffed. And it was dog <laughs> shit then. You're stupid. <laughs> like, you're actually just wrong. It was a 44% win rate. That's why they buffed it. Uh, like it's <laughs> I forgot where I was in some Reddit thread where this was happening where people were like, oh, I always knew Han Sama was terrible back in his rogue days. You know? And it was Bro, like, he was smurfing at Worlds last year. Yeah. So like that was someone someone replied to someone who was saying that about like, you're just a broken clock. And like a, cl a broken clock is right sometimes, you know? And it's like yeah. if you hate a player long enough, they're gonna stumble. And then like, aha, I was right. This player sucked the whole time. It's like, well, you were wrong for 11 months. Yeah, because it, it, I'm, I'm not wrong. Got you on this. It was last year at Worlds where he was like 1v9ing all their yeah. games, right? Yeah, Hans, Hans was incredible yeah. last year. Yeah, so I mean, I, I do think that that stuff is silly. Like you can criticize players for like when they're playing poorly, but to be like, ah, he was never good. I, I knew it the whole time. It's always so silly, right? They were always pushing NA talent too much, you know, and it's like, no, Danny. Danny's going through something. He's slumping right now. But yeah, was great before. Yeah, I mean, he was he was amazing regular season. Um, I still think the JoJo stuff is is really really hype. Um, you know, overall, I mean, it's got to be a really disappointing end to the year for TL because they lost three two to Hundred Thieves and three two to EG. Right, like you've got to think that there's so many little moments in their minds in a close series like that where they're thinking about all these little moments. Oh, like, what if I did this? What if we did that? What if we didn't pick this? You know what I mean? Like, that is going to run through your mind forever. Because one of the things that I, I will say, you know, not to say that like TL was guaranteed to win or anything if they made it, obviously not. Um, but you can have these swings where it's like you barely squeeze by and you're not playing that well and then something clicks and you win a championship. And pe all people remember is that you won the championship. Right. Um, and TL, I'm sure in their minds are like, ah, if we just had that one game, it all would have come together. And, you know, like C9 is kind of an example of this, right? Where C9 didn't look that good throughout most of the year. And then over the last two weeks have just been amazing. And to me, they're, they're just like playing the best league in the, you know, in the LCS by far now. Um, but it's one of those things where sometimes, you know, it just clicks. And had they actually, you know, stumbled a little bit earlier, maybe we wouldn't have gotten to see them really come together as they have. You want to talk C900 Thieves? The other uh, well, no, series? I, I, I just want to really sit on this EGTL series for a little bit as far as looking at what it means for the whole year for these two organizations. Ooh, because this, that series, we're not even in finals weekend, but that yep. series was the most important series all year besides the finals that is coming up. 
because so much was riding on this. These are two of the organizations that spent the most, invested the most resources in their LCS teams, in their academy teams, in this, in, you know, this entire year. And like you talked about earlier with Worlds being in North America this year. So either way, we knew like somebody's dreams were going to be dashed and budgets were going to be cut. And they're like, there's just so much riding on this series. And the fact that it did come down to a 3-2, five-game series, very close series at that was just so intense and so crazy. And, and now since, you know, Team Liquid lost... We got we can kind of already start projecting and 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 looking at the ramifications of that for the org overall and for the you know the year moving forward. It was a crazy year for them, and all teams. It feels like the the super team kind of died in the West this year. Uh, well, yeah, Vitality and they make playoffs and Team Liquid for sure. Yeah, so I, it's just like what's the future going to be? Not just for Team Liquid, but for like this roster approach in general of just like signing a bunch of the biggest names. I think. I'm glad EG won in a sense because um, they brought in some younger talent with it. Even C9, you could say, brought in some younger talent with um, Berserker coming over. And then also, they tried win some, it didn't work. Um, they also swapped players around and were more fluid than just uh, mm-hmm. biggest names all the time. So like, I think this does throw into question like moving forward how people are going to make it. Because Team Liquid, you can't imagine they're just going to run it back. Yeah. I, I, I well, the up. thing is, I'm last time I checked... All, almost all, except Core JJ. All of the other players are on two-year or more contracts. So the only contract that is up after this year is Core JJ's. Um, and the other factor is that Team Liquid's academy team is probably the best academy team. I, I don't know of all time, but very close, if not, you know, in the conversation of being the best academy team of all time. Like, th- that program has dominated... Um, very heavily. Fun. So everybody wants Jan, Ayla, Harry, you know, on their teams. They've got a lot of prospects. It's very, in, I'm just, it's going to be drama either way. There's going to be a lot of crazy stuff this offseason is all I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it'll be interesting, right? It's like, you can't really like spend more than, than TL spent, right? Like they they went out and they bought, they got the best possible talent that they thought they could get. They tried to build the best possible team. I mean, Vitality obviously went even worse. They didn't even make playoffs, right? So th- theirs was even more a disaster. You know, TL was one game away from, from yeah. making Worlds. Obviously still a disaster with the context of like they were built to dominate. Um, but yeah, super teams just haven't really worked out. I mean, people are like Fnatic. I don't know where you guys stand. Fnatic, some people are kind of calling like a super team as well. And that's obviously working out um, better. I think that's maybe like more up in the air, depending on your definition or whatever. Um, but I mean, I think TL is, is definitely going to be boom for next year. I think the roster is going to change drastically. Uh, how that actually happens, I'm not sure. Because like the contracts are very expensive this year. And since they're multi-year contracts and you have to think like there's kind of a contraction in the amount of spending just overall for all of the teams. Yeah. Like who's going to buy those contracts? Well, I just wonder, like, it all depends how they're structured, right? Because if they're not guaranteed contracts, then can't they kind of just like terminate them? Yeah. Anyway? I mean, I guess we don't know the exact, know the exact terms, but I would think that those players got some pretty good contracts. I also had heard that um, it was really like backloaded towards like incentives. Um, so I don't know how true that is. Okay. Um, but this is something that a lot of teams will use if you guys don't know at home, uh, where you'll say, okay, Kobe, I'm signing you to a million dollar contract, but like 
300K is predicated on making playoffs. 300K is predicated on winning finals and, you know, whatever, right? Like there's there's kind of like incentives built in and then they just kind of announce the total number. Yeah. Um, I had heard that, that a lot of that was that way for TL. I don't know how much or, or how true that is, mm -hmm. but that was something I was told. Um, so that would maybe make it hurt a little bit less, but I wouldn't be shocked if they like do a, a total kind of rehaul. Like or, it's, it's, it's interesting though. It's like, who would you keep if you were just going to keep one person to rebuild around? Is it just core? Like a lot of people are negative on core now. I mean, like they have Ayla. And Ayla is probably the hottest support. Pro Ayla and Busio are the two hottest support prospects. Um, so that that's why I'm saying it It makes it even more of an interesting if scenario. If you have to pick one though, if you have to pick one TL guy. I, I, would, I would probably. Your GM Kobe. Yeah, I would probably keep core, but. I, I would keep core. I know he had a down split in a lot of people's minds, but like everyone did on that team. And like they Santorin? Still, did Santorin actually have a down split? I guess Santorin, you could say, didn't have a down split. Um, but I think if you were going to be negative on Santorin, if you wanted to be, there's other junglers. Like jungler is, is an open position kind of in North America where there's a lot of great junglers. You could argue it's harder to find because now that core JJ is green carded, like he's, he's North America. Not an import anymore. Like it's gonna be hard to find someone. Maybe Ayla can be that. He's also not an import, obviously. So like you, you can debate that. Um, it obviously, will be cheaper. So maybe if Team Liquid, they, what's funny about Team Liquid is they have the option to just flip their kind of philosophy right now because their academy program's so good that they could very easily, like if they can shed these contracts, just like bring a lot of their current players up. Um, I don't know if they'll do that, but go oh, sir, go ahead. No, I was gonna say that that that's what I would. I think the GM is gonna have to decide for them and Steve and stuff is like. Do we want to spend a ton of money again and maybe not make worlds? Or do we want to actually try a different approach now? Yeah, it's really interesting, right? And I also think it's tough because let's be honest, TL's brand is just winning, right? Like I feel like that's what the team is is built around. Um, is I don't feel like there's necessarily like a face of the org beyond maybe core. So if you're even considering like losing core, um, he's kind of become that face over the last couple of years. But like they change their rosters very frequently and they, you know, try to try to like swing for the fences and build these like incredible, incredible rosters that they feel are going to dominate. Um, but they haven't been able to do it for a while, right? Like when, when was the last time they won? Was it 2018 or was it 2019? No double lift, no win. Yeah. No double, no win. <laughs> Ever since double lift, right? So no 2019 no spring, world. I guess, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, that's another story. We'll talk about well, Jensen, but oh my God, that has got to be like so satisfying for him. Um, but it, it's been a long time. So it's it's interesting. It's like their, their philosophy worked. They won four titles in a row. Incredible run. And since then, it's been a couple of years of them trying to emulate this. Two and a half years now, full, right? Five splits since they, of, of not winning. Um, when that, that really has been the, the purpose of these rosters. So they either have to build the teams in a more intelligent way and continue to spend money. Like, so maybe they're just, they're spending the money isn't wrong, but like they're just not building the right teams. Maybe they're building too many stars and not enough role players or something like yeah, that. Yeah, the scouting seems pretty heavily focused on name power, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, so I think definitely adjusting that. Uh, yeah, because Gen G is a team that a lot of people say is the super team this year, and they're doing fine. <laughs> they're doing very well. I, I mean, they're, 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 they're right. okay. There were a lot of people that when the Bjergsen over Jensen, even just that single move was announced, were like, huh? Excuse me? As far as the like, you know, some moves feel like you're attached to... I feel like Team Liquid have been trying to get Bjergsen for a five years, you know, <laughs> right? Rats and they're like, greener. oh, we could finally do it. And, and it, you know, and they kind of tunnel visions, uh, you know, even on some of these things. And so like, yeah, it does feel like some of the, the scouting is not as nuanced. I definitely agree with that. And I also think that 
there's probably I haven't done it yet. I, I want to do this where I look at every time a super team is made with straight up five standout players, five stars versus when you work in one or two rookies, because I feel like those almost always do better. Yeah. When a Biofrost joins the team, when a Licorice joins the team, mm-hmm. when, you know, like throughout history, there's been the time that like the rookie gets to come in and there's very little pressure on them. C9 did it the time with like contracts and blabber and like a million people. But like uh, maybe that's just my like C9 memory bias. But I feel like that usually works better because this player is someone that you have to like work around and gives you kind of a, a more defined thing, it feels like. And they probably have less ego and make just things go better. Also, it gives you a little bit of like default structure. Something that's always brought up with super teams is like, well, everybody's going to have a really strong opinion and that might make it very difficult to work together and and actually form a clear idea, especially of how to play in game. Whereas if you do have a rookie, usually it's just natural, you know, to to have a, an authority kind of, you know, structure. Yeah, I mean, my my assumption, and I think a lot of people's assumption is that it was kind of too many cooks in the kitchen type of thing. Because like, I didn't get, any real reason other than like disagreement or whatever why is teal just bad at mid game and late game like they've been good for so many years Cora and santorin you know usually it's it's support and jungle that are like setting up objectives and doing all this sort of stuff they've been great on on, with that for for many years even on tl so it just didn't make sense to me that they're like like why is this team that that is their bread and butter for so long now they've improved their early game and they just like forgot how to play them in late game stages of the game so to me that just screamed like disagreements and people not being on the same page of where to go from the early game. So I think that's a lot of people's assumption. Um, and you guys are talking about C9, but like EG is the super turbo obvious oh, example yeah, as yeah. well, right? Like Jojo and Danny did that. Um, to me, that like that's more the route that I hope TL goes where they don't just go, okay, we're going to buy the five biggest names. They, you know, find some talented rookies. Maybe they bring up some of the people from their, from TLA that they think they can really build around. You bring in a role player, you bring in some, some big stars, whatever. And you kind of like have that, that, more established hierarchy where you can be maybe more on the same page um, because that does seem to be like a more effective recipe just where you have not five people who are all used to being the leader, right? It also lowers the expectations where like Team Liquid talks first or bust and that's it when you have that much talent. But if you are developing some rookies at the same time, it's like, well, we got second and we're going to Worlds. Obviously, we wanted to win, but like this is also kickstarting this player's career, and there's like more things <laughs> yeah. going on than just win I, or it sucks. I mean, there's one thing that is just guaranteed is that it is so much easier to get public facing wins and get wins with the fans if you have some sort of young talent on your team. It is so difficult to come out, you know, socially ahead if you're like, look, I signed all the current best stars with a ton of money because then. You're doomed if you, like, if you win, they're like, it was expected, please. You spent so much money, you got all the stars, you better have won. And if you lose, this is what happens. And people are like, ha, 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 they all get to make fun of you. But (laughs) if you know, you at least have some amount of, you know, uh, you know, rookie talent or, um, you know, building up some players, then you at least have other angles to go for, for the social aspect too. I feel like the only way TL would come out on top is if they had a deep international run. Because then, then the region would just be happy, right? Yes. And then the fans would just be happy. But like that was literally like the only like win scenario for yeah. you. So I fully agree. It's it's tough. Yeah. 
All right, ready to move on to that really good C9 team, the Jensen cackling with his, I don't know if you saw like his tweet that like, this is the super team <laughs> after, after TL lost. I mean, it has to be the best feeling ever for Jensen. His whole career, he's obviously compared to, to Bjergsen, even this split with all the top, top player lists. Like, so here's like my, my take, right? Is that Jensen has obviously been way better internationally than Bjergsen, but when you're talking just LCS, Bjergsen has still, still accomplished more, right? Um, and I think that's not really like super arguable, um, but you can definitely argue that the international stuff is more important and the Jensen is a better player overall because of that, right? I think that's a fair argument to make. Either way, regardless of where you stand on that, the fact that you get replaced by your kind of like nemesis, the guy that you're permanently compared to and said you're worse then, and then you join another team midway through the year, He's on the most highly paid team ever. They don't even make worlds and you're waiting in the winners back at finals. Like it just doesn't get any better than that. After you beat EG, who was the team that also like supposedly was debating between the young player and you. So you get to kick them down there too, to be the ones <laughs> that knock out team liquid. Like it has to be the sweetest vindication ever. And he got a vacation in spring of uh, it too, you know? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I gotta take a break, go to Las Vegas for her. Uh, I guess I'll go to Worlds now. Here we go, eighth time in a row. You know. It's actually uh, it's actually so funny. I mean, that is that is just wild, a wild achievement that he's, and he's only played eight years, no? Yeah, he's right? gone every so year. It's, it's literally, uh, did they go in 2015? They did go to 2015, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah they did every single bracket, year yeah. that he has actually played, he just goes to Worlds. And like that is an amazing, amazing accomplishment. Uh, I, I think like longevity in esports is so hard to really like stay at the top for so long. Uh, you really have to be like incredibly talented and and incredibly disciplined. So I think it's such an achievement. And the fact that it's a global record now, I believe, right? Like he's actually made the most of anyone in the world in a row is so cool. And that puts him in that that kind of like elite echelon, right? He has had some great international uh, runs. And he has had tons of domestic success and he has had well, longevity over eight years. It's like he has one of the best careers of anyone ever, right? Our, like it's, it's amazing. Yeah, it certainly is. This Cloud9 team though, I would say just barely in the nick of time, okay? This whole freaking <laughs> split since we made our power rankings on day one of summer, we were like, all right. This team, they got a lot of potential. They they're can gonna be, win the whole They're going to be ramping up. Don't worry. Don't worry. They're going to start real slow. They're going to ramp up. And they've really been slow, like the whole split until right at the end. And they're like, boom. All right, now we're the best. And we're just like, right in time for the best of fives in playoffs. Like, even the CLG yeah, started in play. Not even the first one. Yeah, not even. Yeah, exactly. It was only when they got to like, you know, 100 Thieves and stuff. And like, boom, 100 Thieves out. Boom. Evil Geniuses. Boom, 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 boom. They're just taking out everybody. Um, it's actually so funny that <laughs> the, the peak is at the last possible second to, to have this outcome. Yeah, it's if everyone imagines like improvement as like two steps forward, one step back, but sometimes it's like six steps forwards, 12 steps back, three ahead, two back, five ahead. And that's kind of how C9 felt where it's just so hard to get a read of like, are you guys gonna become good? I can't, I can't tell, I lost faith. And now it feels like they have the best player in almost every position in playoffs. Fudge is slamming kids. Ooh. Jensen's slamming. Berserker is an absolute beast. Blabber has not had any of his usual, like, Blabber's Crabber's moments, really. So, like, they feel kind of unstoppable. They're, they're, they have the most dominant wins in playoffs thus far. They have two of the only three ones. Mm -hmm. Everything else is, like, full series almost. Mm -hmm. They're super coin flippy. C9 look clean by comparison. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm, I'm super impressed. That I, and I do think... 
the way that they won was, was really cool that it was like fudge on, on counter picks. You know, in a lot of these matchups, like that was obviously extremely important for them. Um, and I also think it's extremely important to be able to do that sort of stuff international. And that's, I think, one of the things that's cool about Cloud9 doing well is LCS fans believe that C9 could do something internationally, right? Because they've kind of been our team yeah. um, that has, has been the most consistent when it comes to international. I think largely because they're a team that's not afraid to take swings, to be aggressive, to like shake things up if they're not working, to, you know, try to adjust with the meta and stuff. So uh, I think it's cool that they kind of like had made that own their own pivot with that in playoffs. And I do think that potentially sets them up well, but just purely like like you're saying, just based off, off the level of play, I would have to think about it more to see if I really agree with like best player in every position because that, that can feel a little bit extreme. Yeah, that's a good headline clickbait though, Mark. Yeah. Good job. I'm putting the pressure thinking, on him. Yeah. He's thinking he's thinking about them clicks. Yeah, it's not the pressure <laughs> on you. You just flame them if they lose. I just say yeah. anything and then yeah. I flip to the other They guy. were the five <laughs> best players in the How did they yeah. lose? How did they lose? What are, these, what are these schmucks doing with this super team? Well, he could say, at this time, they had the five best players. As soon as they lose, no. no it's obvious players. that the, the other... obviously had better players. <laughs> obviously, the other team has five best players now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, because like heading into the series, I was like, what's going to happen in top lane? Is someday going to survive the fudge counter picks? No. And then I was like, FBI is going to play Lucian Nami and they're going to take it to Berserker sometimes. They tried it and they fell 30 CS down into Zeri. And I was like, okay, never mind. Hey, how about that Neela though? That was clean. <laughs> It wasn't actually like 100% clean. There were some oopsies <laughs> in that game, but like the, the fact that they're willing to bust that out shows yeah. that he's not just like the Zeri guy. He can do other things too. Nilo, Nilo is really cool. And, it, and it's interesting because like I've, I've seen a fair bit of it in streams and solo queue and champs queue and stuff, right? Yeah. And it, it can look really good. And like, I don't really have a good read on how it slots in compared to other traditional marksmen in pro because we just like haven't seen yeah. enough of it in pro. Uh, in this game, it felt like it was less about the damage and it was just like an initiator, right? It's like an initiator in a different way yeah. um, because I, largely he was going in and finding these, these engages with his alts and then just kind of dying and, you know, Jensen and, and Fudge and stuff would clean it up. Yeah, I, I really actually love the pick. I've been trying to like champion it um, because I've been tracking Guma Yushi and Ruler. And if you look at their, their solo queue accounts, Guma like spams uh, Gale Force. So Berserker didn't actually go for this strategy, but he uses Gale Force to make it even more of an engaged champion. So you have this Gale Force forward in addition to your dash, and he'll like Gale Force, dash forward, get these crazy engages, and like basically playing like AD carry Diana with, you know, Jack's dodge uh, <laughs> on top of it. And it's just so like fresh to, to look at as far as an AD carry uh, pick. Plus then it's really fun to use the extra experience passive and like healing passive and stuff in, in different duo lanes and come up with the combinations like it with Tarek and stuff is one of the nastiest things that I've seen in any of the solo queue games I watched. You know, something that's really funny, though, is that, like, you know, Ruler brought out Neela and, and everyone was, like, really hyped about it. Yeah. And then uh, someone was telling me that he was, like, sprinting it in solo queue when he was playing it. Uh -huh. And so I went and looked at his OPGG. He was, like, 4 and 11 on the pick in solo queue <laughs> and, and, like, had a lot of doozies, like, 0, 8, and 3, 1, 6, and 3, 1, 7, it's and 3. scientific process. One, gaining, five, 1, and 5. Gaining data. He had he had some good games too, right? He had some 10-kill games. But, like, it was, it's just funny to see that it's, like... <laughs> It's like, like it's like ah he's perfected the Neela and now it's ready and then you look at his whole queue and it's just like he's getting blasted so to, to use a science term he's very precise but not accurate 
Mm-hmm. Like yeah. in, in experiments, the difference between precision and accuracy is like precision will hit the same point every single time. Accuracy is just if you want to be hitting that point. <laughs> so he was always really precise hitting like one in seven, zero, eight, one in six. He had some 10 kill he, games. I don't want to. He yeah, just had yeah. to get over the, the 10 kill. And that's what he did, you know, in, in competitive. Also, accuracy fix. also, you look at Guma Yushi's solo queue because it is significantly better. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I believe you. It was just funny with that. Well, and, someone told me that. And I was like, oh, man, he must have been crushing. I want to bring this out in pro, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I and I it also is part of part of that learning process with this champion and part of you know the, our, the explanation of it being a very like high skill cap champion and taking a lot of time investment being one of the reasons that a lot of you know it, it isn't prolific and a bunch of AD carries and teams haven't pulled it out is that it is so different and when you're an AD carry engaging guess what you're gonna have some big red numbers up there <laughs> as, as you're going through that learning process. Yeah, not everyone's Zven ready to go in immediately. Roll swap quickly. I'm the engager now. The other thing is, it has some things that work well in pro, like uh, getting your six on your support early in a roam meta, and yeah. then being able to end up at six at Rift Herald fights at eight minutes. Yeah, and I still want to see the Nila plus Tarek. I feel like is just so turbo broken. Every every time I've seen it. Um, in a champion's queue or solo queue, so. Yeah, it seems really good. He did have a 27 kill normal game that he queued up for. So maybe that's what gave him the confidence to bring it out in pro. I thought he you were going to do slap down some platinum players <laughs> or whatever. And then he's like, oh, this is good. I like this. Yeah. Excuse me. There's some extremely high normal ELO players. But there are, uh, like me. <laughs> <laughs> I could have been that, that player who was slapping could, down. That can find themselves. <laughs> <laughs> like, excuse me, I'm playing against Ruler. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> It matches um, you up. You must be the same skill level. Yeah, yeah, of course. That feels that feels pretty good though, as far as our recaps. Yeah, I think we we've done it. I guess we can look ahead now. Is we have C9 as the final boss. We have 100 Thieves versus EG. Ooh, evil geniuses with the AD carry switch versus 100 Thieves. Anyone believe in them? I feel like it's hard to believe so, in them. When we were doing uh bets or we were doing predictions um on basically all of the shows uh, leading up to this week pretty much everybody's been um predicting 100 thieves but i was actually surprised at how many people just gave zero chance to eg after hearing the news on ad carry and i was like whoa 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 i am also you know like i i i did 3 200 thieves but i really think that people are 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 making this out to be a much bigger hit to evil geniuses because it is it's a it's such a big issue um for them but like like we went over at the very beginning uh it's not like they're replacing him with you know bottom of the barrel uh you know talent and i i really do feel like the rest of the members of, of eg bring so much to the table and have already started to acclimate to this and started to like compensate and step up more and stuff like that, that I think it is going to be competitive. I don't think it's going to be a 3-0, like a lot of the, you know, initial reactions I've seen, kind of the the knee-jerk to the news. Yeah, 3-0 is definitely knee-jerk because the fact that EG could win versus Team Liquid, despite the struggles that they were clearly going through, mm-hmm. there's enough talent left on that roster, even if Gory's not great, he just comes in and he's like, middling, I still think that they'll pick up a win where it's like a game where JoJo and Inspired pop off or something. Impact has a great game against Someday, which is like not unthinkable. So uh, I, I still have some faith in them, but I'm also on the 100 Thieves side. Even though they just got slammed by C9, um, 
Siang just looks really good. So I, I don't know if that's a shot at 100 Thieves. I think that they can still, like the Gwen game when, you know, people were like, oh, we'll just blind Orn and take it away. <laughs> I bumped into Fudge afterwards because it was really funny. There's a shot of him on the broadcast after that fu- the, the Orn game, just like, just looking de- <laughs> dead inside. And I, I was like, that's the face of a man who doesn't know why he just had to play Orn. <laughs> and I caught him afterwards and I was like, well, how'd that Orn game go? And he's like, I should have just taken the counter pick. I don't know why I, I tried to take his Orn away. Just give him the Orn. I'll, you know, like, so I think... Uh, Someday is still like, if you try to blind stuff into him, he can do the, the counter picks and whatnot. So Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the way, the way I'm looking at it is not like, wow, EG, you're so bad with, without Danny. It's more like, yep. 100 Thieves is just really good. I already yeah. thought they had a, a, had a decent shot to win the title, right? So I do think it's a big hit for EG. Um, I think there is a world in which, like, uh, Cowrie just, like, slots in well and the team is really clicking and they could, like, some, you know, win if everyone really is on fire. I will say though that it does even change like pick ban a lot. So it's like as much as people were were kind of like, well, Danny was bad in playoffs anyway. Teams were still just like turbo banning him out, right? Like, do you have to do that against Gary? Like, can you just let him pick whatever he wants? And now all of a sudden you're just like five bans on JoJo, and now JoJo has you know like a, a harder time actually having good games. So I am somewhat interested to see that, like what the read is from Hundred Thieves. Like, do they even have to worry about EG's bot lane anymore? Because if you can just like leave everything open for bot lane and spend bans on other lanes, that gives 100 Thieves a big advantage, right? I think it'll turn more into drafts like we see for the normalized other teams. Um, and and there's a lot, and this is playoffs in, in all the other regions too, you know, LSK, LPL yeah. and stuff like that. It's very common to do like the the Siverzeri trade if it's going to be scaling or they do the early game trades um, you know, depending if the if the other team has a you know massive Draven player or something like that, um, I think it will turn more in more towards you know that that territory because there isn't that like specific focus. Yeah, I think if I'm not mistaken, he also actually plays some more of the the aggressive champions. Like Danny didn't really tend towards the Draven or Callista. That's why I think it's going to be a more normalized draft because it's a more normalized champ. Yeah, he has seven Callista games from summer. Yep. Uh, for Lucian games, you know, like, so I do think it, yeah. it's less like, yeah, he can play either side of the matchup probably. We'll have to see what EG's game plan is. I wouldn't be surprised if they default a little bit more to the scaling so they don't have to play around the aggressive side very much. Yeah. Uh, because that is the one caveat is that if you're going to go slam lane early, Inspired's got to be down there. JoJo's got to be making moves. And him and Vulcan have to be on the same page, yeah. <laughs> yeah. right? Like, <laughs> yeah. you just started playing with this guy. If you're going to play Kalista or Lushinami or whatever, you have to blast lane or it's just the picks are terrible, right? Like if you're going to pick this and your opponents are playing Sivir or Zeri or whatever and you just like go and even or you're down, it's like go next. So um, I do think that, that like that is a, a big X factor too. So I mean, I, I think it's just like, yeah, I, I think EG, it would have been already reasonable to think that 100 Thieves could just win the series even with Danny. So I think it's it's most people, if not all, are definitely going to be on the 100 Thieves side. I think that they're a really strong team. I think it's very likely that they will have, have their rematch against Cloud9, which will be really exciting. Um, but that being said, the way in which I would think EG would win if they were to is really heavy focus on Rome, just allow Kyrie to like play, you know, scaling picks and stuff and, and look for a team fighting, you know, involve the top side of the map more heavily in the early game and just have Vulcan roaming and really try to focus on on getting solos ahead because I think that that could be uh, a real way in for them. Yeah. It's also cool that we get like another added story. Hold on. Let me play his name again. Oh, man. It's Cowery, right? Cowery. I unmuted it. Yeah, so we could get the exact... Cowery. 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 Uh, it, is, it is cool that we get a... Uh, you know, another Turkish player versus Closer. Ooh, Because yeah. they always... 
they always have more chat. You know, whenever Luger and Closer yep. uh, are playing also, there's always more chat. And one thing I've noticed with the Champions Queue games, when I see uh, Cowrie, he is a talker. <laughs> he is a typer. So I'm definitely expecting him and Closer to have some good trash talk coming into this. And so we got kind of like a little injection, um, you know, of another like side storyline here. Uh, which will be which will be pretty cool to to pay off as well because uh, I know that he is he has been scouted a lot already. Like I said, you know he's up there with Jan as far as the academy AD carries have been going, and uh, people have had their their eyes on him. And there's going to be a huge stage, plenty. He's going to have a giant megaphone. It's just like this is this is the best opportunity you have to to make your billboard for maybe not evil geniuses, maybe other LCS teams, Gallery but LCS, you've got, you've got, exactly. You've got a giant billboard, get up on that podium, you know, give me your, your platform, give me your speech. Which <laughs> do you want my vote? <laughs> like, what's it going to be? Let's, I gotta, I gotta see you in the debate first. Yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not going to vote he, until I see. And his debate, you know, partner is, is FBI. So that's, it's pretty good competition. Yeah. I'm going with you though. hundred thieves, probably three, two, maybe three, Three, one. I'm going three one. Okay, I'm sticking with my three two. Anyone gonna go against Cloud Nine? I I think Cloud Nine is for sure favored. They've looked by far the best over the last two weeks or so in playoffs. It is last I, two. I weeks love right? how it's yeah. changed because when Fudge gave his interview with Travis Gafford, um, you know, after the CLG series. Yep. So this is before they showed you know this dominant form or anything, and he was like, Ah, oh, yeah, you know, we're gonna three zero. You stop living in the past, okay? We're crushing it right now, and. The majority of people are like, ah, yeah, it's classic fudge. She's trolling, you know, he's being over the top. Ha, ha, ha. And then they're like, boom, boom. Oh, yeah, who's over the top now? I still think he was trolling. I mean, he literally came in before the, he had another interview. Did you see the interview before the 100 Thieves? Yeah. So we have no chance. It's a zero three. Okay, that one was the fault. No, that one was the follow up troll because of the first one. I think he was serious in the first one because he yeah. he sounded like a little bit exasperated. He's like, "I'm not kidding. Yeah. Just wait and see." You know, like it found like he was actually trying to convince us to not yeah. doubt them. And then the, the next one, I think, because people thought still exactly. in the first, exactly. he, he the other it was the reaction yeah. troll. Yeah, I still think he was trolling the whole time. <laughs> but, uh, but he also had had the pop off interview um, after the win this weekend. That was actually really weird to me. Well, he said, "Keep doubting." So C9 are going to lose in finals. 200 he was it got, it got pretty aggressive. He was asked about what do you have to say like to the fans that are here supporting you? And he said, keep doubting. And I was just like, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Cause because obviously people like analysts and stuff would have predicted against them, right? Like we probably, yeah. probably predicted against them uh, and so on. Um, but a lot of the C9 fans believed the whole time. Yeah. Right. So like so, I don't know. It was weird. It, the interview was a bit weird. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll say this aggressive. too. As someone who was there for probably the whole year and had to go through everything they went through in spring, yeah. I'm sure there were a lot of fans who doubted the C9 systems who came for that org's head in spring who are now showing back up now that they've made worlds. Oh, Coming hey, good job. I was always here. Uh -huh. you know, I'm sure uh, if you had to go through that, you might have a chip on your shoulder. Too. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Like People really hated them after after the LS stuff. For sure. So yeah. I can see it from that perspective. And I mean, I think it was just like, he, you know, he's getting off his chest. You <laughs> yeah, know, like, he's juiced. Yeah. Like, he de it definitely seemed like he had some 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 he dirt to get say. off his chest. <laughs> yeah, he was like, ah, <laughs> I told you so. Yeah, yeah well, but, he did. <laughs> I mean, he, they showed us, right? Like, uh, and, and Cloud9 does it again. Um, it would be really cool if they, if they do end up winning. It's the first time they'll have won in summer since the split that Cloud9 entered the LCS. 
They've actually never won in yeah, summer. It's always all, been spring. It's yep. always been spring. They're always the spring team. And then they, like people always kind of like meme them for, oh, you have the, the like the drop off in summer or whatever, right? Like they've had, had that yeah. a number of times. So it would be interesting to see if Cloud9 goes in as like the number one seed, if they are able to win, uh, that would be a new look because we're always used to seeing Cloud9 go through plans and you have see, the extra time. We've saved this story until Worlds came back to North America. Ah, and the writers, they had this one stowed away. We've saved it. It got delayed because Worlds got delayed from coming back to North America. We've coveted this one. And Jensen's now, first C9 win potentially too. There's a lot of little storylines here. He never won with that org despite making so many summer finals. They, they lost all of those. Yeah. But what if play-ins gives Cloud9 their power? That's my biggest concern, really. And that's, the, that's the that's the M Night Shyamalan twist yeah. at the end is hell. You're like, <laughs> first seed goes zero six. Yeah. See now you don't know what you wish for. Yeah. <laughs> like, Finally, we've won the monkey's paw curls. Yeah, right? yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we overcame our summer curse only to <laughs> to realize that playing was the source of their power. Playing this year is actually nasty, though. Yeah, like you that is dodge that. freaking scary. There's so. two EU teams, right? There's third and fourth seed, and then fourth seed LPL, fourth seed LCK, yeah. third seed NA. It's juice. Uh, there's going to be lots of, of really strong minor region teams. So yeah, play play-ins is no joke this year. Th this year they're like is a lot less shame in going out and play-ins, right? Like because there's there's four spots. There's four spots and five major region yep. teams. So someone unless is going we don't go out in plans um, and like we kick a bunch of other teams out in plans and then there is then there shame. is shame yeah, yeah. but yeah. if we but if go we out, go out there's no shame there's no shame yeah yeah no right. shame we've never valiantly. gone out before so this will be our first time exactly <laughs> yeah, 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 I yeah, feel yeah. like we're cursing I like the shit out of us good. right now <laughs> we are just cursing ourselves with this talk no 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 shame <laughs> where's my bell this is perfect there's still shame for for uh, mad though well we're yeah we're the only the three path. seed. All the other four seeds. I guess EU has a three seed in there too. They have a three seed and a four seed. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Glad we got that figured Perfect. out, boys. We're all aligned. Everyone okay. agrees. <laughs> all right. We do a prediction for the for the finals based on because we all predicted hundred thieves to win. Oh, yeah. So we're so that means we're all predicting the finals yeah. to be Cloud Nine hundred thieves. I mean, I, I, I will say Cloud Nine. My like my series score would largely be based on how good hundred thieves, right? I, I yeah. Think, I think going into this weekend, I am we're men of science. We need more data. Exactly. I'm expecting <laughs> Cloud Nine to win, so I'm comfortable saying that. But like, if hundred thieves came out and just like absolutely turbo stomped EG three zero, like looked amazing in all roles. Maybe you start to think, hey, maybe Hunter Thieves yeah. gonna win. Right? I just need to hear the next Fudge interview before I decide. <laughs> well, the other thing too is like, even <laughs> if they stomp EG, people are just gonna be like, oh, well, EG just had to go through the whole Danny situation, so you know they yeah. weren't even really that good, anyways. And Hunter Thieves still sucks, so but it'll video. affect your your series score, no? Right? Like, if Hunter Thieves comes out and struggles and like barely escapes by in a, in well, a three I'm, two, I'm fancy nine three zero no matter what. So there you go. Oh, no, oh. no, no, I'm not really. <laughs> okay. Probably three one C nine, but like yeah, if they, if they come out and they they look terrible, then yeah, sure I'll go three nine C O. But like you're three nine C O, three nine C O. That's gonna do it for us here on the dive. <laughs> no ice water bath, by the way. Yeah, that's my problem. Maybe my brain's all ah, yeah. yeah. wake up. We've got the adrenaline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we got something. Liz <laughs> lizard brain kicked in. Get me out of the water. Fight or fight. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that'll wrap it up for us for now. And remember, if you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode of the dive when Worlds kicks off. Expect uh, the first episode after play ins. 
uh, for dive for you. Um, not sure when, what the talent rotation is going to be and stuff, who's going to arrive when, but obviously we'll have the EU folks on when the EU folks arrive. Uh, thank you for everyone who's checked us out on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor.fm. Remember, continue to submit those questions. You can send them uh, the voice questions on Anchor.fm, hashtag that I've LOL on Twitter. Uh, and appreciate everyone. This would be the last LCS episode of the dive for the year. So shout out to everyone who's stuck with us. It's been a lot of fun. Hope you enjoyed Kobe and I suffering horribly. Yeah. And Mark being a Chilling. terrible host, you know, running out of things to say while we were in pain. We Oh, I never paid off the Nila bet that I originally had with you. We didn't have the, the turn. No one remembered. We'll figure it out later. Uh, LCS Summer Split concludes <laughs> in Chicago this weekend. I hope I'll see some of you there. It's going to be so fun. Texas was amazing oh my in spring. God. I can't wait, actually. I'm Live juiced. audience again. Are you juiced, Kobe? I'm juiced. You're juiced. Voltron right. casting setup, maybe? <laughs> I hope so. Uh, tune in to the match. 3 p.m. Central or 1 p.m. Pacific. Starting a little bit early on the West Coast, we crown our LCS champions this weekend.